0: From our studios in New York, Chicago, and London, this is a Rail Group On Air special podcast series, The Coronavirus and the Rail Industry.
1: Welcome to Rail Group On Air, and the latest podcast from Railway H, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. My name is Kevin Smith, and I am Editor-in-Chief of International Railway Journal. Today, in the latest episode in our series, looking at the global railway industry's response to the coronavirus pandemic, I speak with Francois Daven, Director General of the International Union of Railways, the UIC, and his colleagues, Mark Gigon, the UIC's Passenger Director and Coordinator for Latin America, and Marie-Pleau Lombard, the UIC's communications director. Mark is also coordinator of Task Force COVID-19, a special task force established by the UIC to bring railways from around the world together to share best practice and help combat the spread of the virus. The task force held its first meeting on March 5th, and the UIC has since published a document outlining how railways can combat the spread of COVID-19. It should be a great discussion and I really hope you find it useful. Thanks for for being here, Francois and Mark. And um, yeah, it's I met well, with Francois uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on March the second in Paris. And uh, that, to be honest, that feels like quite a long time ago now. <laughs> Just if still going well, to your office. Yeah, and, it seemed to be another world. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think that one of the strangest <laughs> things about that meeting was that we didn't shake hands, where, where you, of course you would normally do that. Um, <laughs> And and now I'm, I'm I'm working from home. I'm in my spare room. <laughs> the view might have improved, but um, yeah, the the working environment maybe got a little bit more difficult for us. And I mean, just oh. to, to start, yeah. really, I just wondered, you know, how have things changed at UIC since then? And, and presumably you're no longer working in the office, like, like most of us aren't. No. No.
2: Well, astonishingly, uh, in fact, uh, the. The shift is working worked quite well. Uh, we were quite uh, worried about uh, our actual capacity to uh, shift from um, actual uh, presence in the office to uh, to virtual tools, and so far it's working quite correctly. So, um, what, what, what will be uh, the the big question is uh, well, hope it will not. Uh, very long now, uh, but um, the, we managed to uh, keep the rhythm of uh, our different uh, meetings because, as you know, uh, UIC is uh, more or less a hub with uh, a lot of working groups and uh, platforms. Well, and so far uh, we succeeded uh, in uh, having all. Uh, those uh, different um, forums and platform working curves which is uh quite an achievement where we are a little bit worried is about um, what what, what we call the institutional meetings where we are um, there there is more people uh, for for those one uh, we have uh, cancelled some of them And we are still struggling to see whether it will be possible to have them remotely or not. That's where we could have some difficulties. But so far, uh, the structure is working and I would like to, uh, to pay a tribute the, the people in UACs have been very proactive and very um, dedicated to to use the new tool. We we invested a little bit uh, on, uh, as everybody else, uh, on on those new tools uh, like uh, this one, uh, and uh, well, in, in releasing uh, the software all over the structure and while well, people uh, are, are becoming more and more agile and uh, in using them Absolutely. so so far it's working uh, yeah and what i found interesting is that naturally uh well we had obviously discussion about that but naturally um, uh people they decided to uh have more meetings uh Virtual ones uh, than before to replace uh, the interaction that they had day to day in in, uh, in the actual life and uh, it, it seems to be working quite quite correctly. Uh, perhaps uh, Mark, if you want to, to to describe a little bit what you do, I think that's also interesting. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. During the the task force, we are doing. <coughs> Uh, We are connecting around 60 60 UIC members in the task force and also uh, other international organizations uh, like uh, UITP, uh, YATA, uh, ALAF, uh, APTA, and and, uh, CIT, CER, uh, which are other organizations. And and we we share the the best practices between the members. Uh, We have done in UIC... Uh, An extranet where everybody can share all the documents. That means some members every day give their uh, their, uh, their knowledge and uh, the the update of the situation in their country. Uh, So we have that in a database. Uh, We have in the extranet, so forum, where the members can also speak uh, between themselves uh, about about, uh, this, uh, this question. Uh, and we have produced a, a, a document you have read, uh, read it i think uh, you have produced a document which is a guide a guidance for uh, the rail, uh, railway stakeholders uh, for um uh, for for, for it, is, it is what uh, what we are doing now and we have some um, uh, conferences some meetings some big meetings uh, each uh, two weeks the next one will be next uh, next tuesday okay. Uh, in the last one, there were uh, around 80% around the table coming from all around the world. That means uh, from from western part, if, I, if I'm in the center in Europe, because I'm in Paris, uh, western part is Canada and US, uh, of course, all Europe, Middle East with uh, with Iran, <clears throat> and also Turkish railways, West, and Far East uh, with uh, China. Uh, South korea and uh, and japan Great. so so there are a lot of people for that
1: so you, you held your first meeting i believe on on March the 5th but but when did um yes. the preparations for the the covid 19 task force now really begin and and what did you do in the early phase of that process
3: in the, in the early phase we we launched a questionnaire to, to, to the members uh, to understand uh, what, uh, what they are doing in their country to protect themselves, uh, to protect the staff, to protect the passengers, uh, also for the offices. And, and we, uh, we will put that in the document you have read with the guidance. It is more that, that we have done uh, at the first uh, first phase. And, and during this meeting, there were a lot of exchanges. <clears throat> because it was at the beginning in some European countries, like uh, like in Italy, where where it uh, it exploded at this at this moment. Absolutely. and And uh, it, 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 Italian staff uh, wanted to know how Chinese did uh, during uh, the, the, during the first phase or so, uh, and there were a lot of exchanges, maybe quite, quite two hours in total with all with everybody. Exchanges between between members um, to to understand how it works in the countries which are already um, infected. Absolutely. So,
1: when you came up with the the document, then did you try and adopt best practice from these early early countries which suffered the spread of coronavirus? Maybe China, for example, or Japan and Korea.
3: Yeah. Yes. It was the same. It was it was the first. Yes. uh, uh, China, China was uh, very, very active, and that and is also very active, uh, still very active, and, and we have also after that to learn with them and how they will recover, and how they, uh, for 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 this uh, uh, for this bad situation.
1: Is, is there any particular um, elements of their response that was particularly impressive and um, has, has since been used by other railways? <laughs>
3: Uh w- what I can say for that uh, it's, um, it's uh, some responses uh, are, are, are quite now. Uh, there, there are some uh, some railway undertaking who who stopped all of their international traffic uh, mainly in Europe. In Europe there is no more international traffic except some trends with Tallis or others. Um but 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 normally there was there is no one. And, and also, some countries stop their internal and domestic traffic. I think in India, they have stopped the traffic from the 22nd of February to the 14th of April, without any train in the country. So, so uh, it, it is one of the big measures uh, which has been done for that. Another another big measure was also to to close the stations. <clears throat> The, the first was who did that was was China. Uh, with, with um, stations in uh, the Hubei province near uh, near Wuhan and at Wuhan the main station of the high speed trains where the, the trains cross the uh, the province of Hubei but didn't stop to this uh, to 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 the station so the stations were closed sure. for the passenger oh. traffic. Yep. it was the same also in italy when when italy began also to be to be uh, very impacted uh, it, it was that in the north of italy to to continue to to run the trends at the beginning and and uh, and after mm-hmm. that to stop st- uh, to close the stations sure. some stations
2: mm-hmm. uh, and, and perhaps uh, i could add what i think what was very interesting for the members is to exchange about the practices because uh, that's what uh, UIC is meant for uh, because as you know every network has its own way of thinking and for them it was very interesting to see how the others uh, have uh, managed uh, stations uh, relation with the with the public uh, because uh, when you are alone in your uh, in your country that's always uh, difficult to see all the aspects of a question and the, the, the only fact to have another experience for another continent or for another uh, railway undertaking, then you better understand what uh, what you have to do. Um, and for example, we, we were very uh, pleased to see that uh, those exchanges were uh, considered as useful by the Japanese, We are relatively isolated with a very specific system. Uh, and, uh, well, we, ha- we had messages for them saying, well, it's useful to see how the others are, are dealing with this question. And uh, I think it... Uh, it The reason for that is also that basically the railway system with very few exceptions is is an open system. So uh, dealing with the sanitary crisis in an open system, you you need a lot of collaboration and that's what we we have tried and what uh, um, Mark uh, and his team have tried to provide. Absolutely. I mean, the the railway
1: is one of the most at risk areas in a way because it's an area where people mix closely together and then you know, separate and you mix with lots of different people you know, over a long period of time. And w- Were there any particular, I don't know, sa- sanitation techniques and, and things like that to keep stations and trains clean and, and also sort of social distancing for people using the trains? Are, are there any measures there that have been particularly effective?
3: Yes, yes, there were a lot of measures. I, I think each way we undertaking to, to took these kind of measures. For example for the distance between between people it depends on the railway undertaking but some of them t- took one meter some other 1.5 meters some others two meters uh, distance between between persons but every everybody did, did, did that each railway and also for setting um, to uh, sanitize uh, the, the stations uh, what have done the Korean people is to put at disposal for for all the public some uh, dispensers of uh, of product that means at the, at the entrance of the station you are obliged each person is obliged to to, to put the product on their hands uh, to to enter the stations and a lot of uh, countries like bulgaria like algeria like other countries also did the same for, for, for dispensers in uh, their stations
1: absolutely and you mentioned um previously about different members of the task force um, as well as the UIC but other (coughs) associations like the Latin American Railway Association, APTA, um, CER in Europe, um, International Rail Transport Committee, uh, International Air Transport Association and the UICP. Um, What what specifically did these individual members kind of of bring to this process?
2: Well, that's a little bit difficult to respond to to this question. What can I say is that uh, uh, indeed working with UITP was very important uh, because uh, with UITP uh, we have the questions that are related to the connection between the station and uh, the rest of the public transport network. So that was uh, I I think really important because uh, uh, those systems are uh, definitely uh, quite intricate uh, on, uh under the control of mark i think that's always interesting to speak with ayata because uh that's a closed system so uh, uh airport are a closed systems so that's always interesting from uh for an open system to to listen about uh, what a closed system is doing uh, obviously we, we will never do from from the railway system or uh, uh, commuter system a closed system because it will be killing all of it, but uh, the, the, the sharing of practice was uh, was interesting. But I, I think the, the main issue was really on, on uh, exchange of information, and once again, clearly uh, with uh, with UITP, and also what what, what is to be um, taken in mind is. Uh, it's um, a sanitary issue it, it it's a pandemic uh, it's not a transport question so Absolutely. what we what we are doing together uh, is uh, uh, trying point how uh, our systems can adapt can even help uh, as a Uh, Mark said uh, stations have been used to deliver uh, sanitary services to the population, for example. That uh, that is something that a station can do. But uh, in in the first place, it's uh, a a sanitary question. So obviously... um, i think at the end of this crisis we will have to think a little bit uh, uh about uh, how to cope with this kind of pandemic, uh, pandemic crisis uh, that uh, some people say will be more more frequent Absolutely. Absolutely. but uh ba- basically uh, what show what, what uh, have been showed uh by this task force that the collaboration spirit was quite strong, and uh, that we we found solutions. Uh, not perhaps uh, the best solution for our business, because it was about uh, closing uh, links, closing international service for time to time, closing station. Yeah. But we um, we managed to adapt. And, uh, uh,
1: yeah, and you managed to come up with those solutions yes, quite quickly as well. Mm-hmm.
2: well mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was very, very, very quickly, and the chance we have in uh, in UIC is to have a lot of close contacts with, with all our members so 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 they, 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 they could answer very quickly to to, to nominate somebody in their, in their company uh, to um, uh, to to participate and also to answer at all of our questions questionnaires
2: and also for to share best practices yeah so- yeah and, and perhaps the uh, last uh, if, if I may, uh, uh, last thing uh, that uh, uh, those railway systems are open systems, but also quite centralized systems that uh, allow to that allow to have a, a rapid action. Uh, before I forget uh, about something we did uh, uh, in UIC, we also uh, adapted our uh, database on timetable uh, to reflect uh, the, the missing destination. So. Uh, uh, we uh, meet uh, today. I think it's two times a, uh, a month or two times a week. I never remember. It was
3: two, it was two times a week. So that, that means we, uh, uh, until now, uh, well, undertakings in large Europe uh, received um, uh, all timetables uh, uh, two times a week, and, and now we update it each day because we receive a lot of information coming from our. Uh, members uh, each day, so 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 uh, we update uh, all the data. That means that what you find in the journey planners of our members, uh, you can say, say, say FDB or, or SBB or others or, or Russian, uh, you 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 have data which are updated each day uh, within their yeah. timetables.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, so then, obviously, these meetings of um spawned this the document the um the management of covid-19 and guidance for railway stakeholders um what what did you want to emphasize in, in that particular document and and has this been well received by you know your users and the, the railway community
3: it's for it's for for the railway community yes yeah, yes of course it uh, the document uh, that means uh, they can read the document, uh, take ideas of this uh, in this document, as francois said just before uh, this the, the document was the basis also for Japanese railways to, um, uh, to, to to put their measures in their country uh, it It was the first one we have done in a quite urgency uh, manner so so it is not complete and, and we will um, perform a second one in uh, in two weeks around that. With, uh, with also um, some, uh, some fact sheets inside, inside the new documents and also taking into account uh, how to recover the situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I think one of the interesting things I found from it was um, the section on communication uh, where it says that good crisis management will be maximized through well-handled communication and in particular, one important challenge for the railway operator is to obtain a fast and reliable information from respective national authorities, and then relay, relay this to staff and end users. And I just I wondered if that has generally been the case from from what you've seen, and if there's any particular good examples of good practice here that others might learn from.
3: Uh, we have used all our communication uh, uh, systems, and then maybe Marie can, can also say so one word on that. With, uh, with LinkedIn, with Twitter, and with UIC uh, News, Marie?
0: Yes, uh, of course, uh, Francois was uh, speaking about uh, agility. So in terms of communication concerning UIC, uh, we continue to uh, to produce uh, information towards our members and our um, stakeholders. And of course, in the guidance, if uh, I uh, remember well, Mark, we have grouped together best practices in terms of communication, communication. Yes, right. uh, example of um, postcards, uh, posters, uh, example of, um, of tweets and uh, so. Uh, in this field, we are also uh, connected to the community, and we try to do our best to uh, uh, to communicate on an efficient way. Um, and uh, with the uh, frequency uh, adapted
1: and uh, and so on, yeah I think one of, a lot of those documents yeah. emphasize the importance of uh, visual communication. there, like you know, posters and and, and, and think to simplify the message. is that is that correct?
0: Yeah yeah we we, we try to um, to collect the best practices in terms of communication and uh, we learn uh, if I may every day. From our members uh, so we stay in touch with them and we monitor what uh, what they what they say and uh as mark said uh, before uh we we try to um uh, to um, to to continue to to spread information uh network, but by, by trying to uh to be in the you know, in in the good uh, in the in the good uh, mood and the good way, uh, in order to yeah. keep, uh, to, to yeah. keep calm, right? And yeah, I, 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 yeah, keep calm, yeah.
2: <laughs> and perhaps, uh, I think your question is also how the, the different uh, networks. Uh, uh, communicated with their authorities. Yes. I, I think, roughly, uh, under the control of Mark. Uh, I think this part of the job was very, uh, very positive worldwide. I think that uh, one of, the, from my point of view, one, one of the lessons uh, through the task force. they try to improve and to see what what was the, the, the best practices uh, all over the place, but. Um, um, the, the different networks they showed their capacity to handle from a centralized manner uh those um, orders from from the authority uh concerning the, the the virus so uh i i think that's something which is qu- quite positive generally speaking for, for for the sector they were able to to organize themselves under your control mark yeah yeah, yeah it's true uh, you are right uh- uh, for, 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 so
3: each uh, each company has set up uh, an internal task force concerning the COVID-19, and, and in this internal task force, uh, one of the aims is, uh, is to communicate with the authorities. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I mean, it's a symptom of this you know, situation that we're in. But those authorities as well are you know, more communicative than they you know, ever have been, and you know, relaying the message and through every. Know, possible format they can, I, I suppose. To you know, railway is one element of that, although you no, know, quite an important one. Where, as we said before, you no know, people, a lot of people do come together there, and you know, the, the, the chances of spreading the virus are a lot higher in a railway environment.
3: Yes, what is important for the authorities is, is that railways are very professional <coughs> uh, companies, and, and and they have to trust uh, in them. In the management of the, the the disease, it is. I think it's very important, and it is also one of our aim to do that, that means to help them to be to be the best um, uh, against uh, the the authorities.
1: Definitely, definitely. You hinted a, cu- a couple times before, but um, how this process is going to evolve in the next few weeks and months as you know, the situation develops, I, I'm not quite sure if, we, if we're really at the peak of the of the pandemic right yet. Um, but just how the task force is, is going to change and uh, keep evolving to meet the requirements?
3: Yeah, 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 yes, yes, we will evolve. Uh, of course, we, we have launched, uh, as I said, the first questionnaire. And yesterday, we have launched a second questionnaire uh, with, with updated questions uh, concerning other subjects than, 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 uh, than, the, than the first one. It, it is one of, uh, of the, the difference we have <clears throat> and we raise questions concerning the business continuity uh, concerning passenger services concerning stations concerning security issues concerning uh, their relationship with the authorities so it, it is a second qu- questionnaire we we have launched but, but the situation will will evolve also um, uh, in uh, different parts of the world not at the same speed, not at the same time. Sure, absolutely. It, it is it is really a, a tricky question. <clears throat> uh, the the first was, was was China, of course, at the at the beginning, and a lot of um, countries have followed uh, two weeks, three weeks, one month after. But we we, we will see also uh, that in some weeks, in other continents, like in Africa. Uh, where, where, where there will be uh, maybe uh, some some pandemic since um, uh, with, with a little delay after sure. after after Europe. So 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 we have to take that into account and to give the right examples and the right uh, uh, measures coming from uh, the experience from the first.
1: Absolutely. Is there any already any experiences there yeah. from China? Because it seems like the the spread is slowing there and what I've been reading and seeing, that things are slowly you know, trying to get back to normal?
3: It, it is quite normal now, now, now in China. Everybody, and, and I have a lot of friends in China, and they, they all told me they, from this week they, they, they came back to, uh, to, to office mm. uh, to, 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 to work. It is first of that. So, second, they, they, they have another obligation, is to wear a mask. Right. when they went outside uh, each time. And they have to be very careful also about, and they know that, uh, about the imported uh, disease coming from other countries. Sure. Because today today there is no more new infected people, uh, quite uh, quite no new infected people in the country itself. But, but uh, now they are imported the, the disease around uh, 50 or 60 per day. Uh, infected uh, persons coming from uh, pro- from outside their country. So, so, so they are dealing with that now. Uh, we have to be prepared of that also in uh, in our European countries. Uh, may- may- maybe in uh, in one month.
2: Sure. sure. Yeah. And on your control mark, one of the subjects now will be uh, how to end up the lockdown and uh, how to uh, resume. Uh, not normal, but uh, to, to resume operation uh, uh, with a uh, good level of uh, security. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes. Uh, uh, good level of security and safety, uh, both, uh, both, both, both oh. of them. And we are not only speaking about uh, passenger issues, uh, but also about freight issues sure. uh, in the in the task force. Uh, what I said uh, un- until now it's only passenger because because it's uh, more oh, feasible uh, part uh, we, we we can have for everybody, but don't forget freight issues. Yeah, uh, freight the, issue well, normally, yeah. n- normally is less impacted that, uh, than than um, than passenger, but but there are some some impact also on freight because uh, the uh, for example as uh, practices now. Uh, drivers do not cross some borders in Europe, uh, so they change the driver at the, at the border in some countries. Uh, there is also the question of the disinfection of uh, locomotives uh, for freight. Uh, I think there is no question about uh, the goods uh, themselves. But it's more for operational issues also, because operational issue, you know that well railways are network where passenger trains and freight trains are running in the same tracks with the same organisation globally. So, so if um, uh, if there is a control which does not exist anymore, it affects passenger and freight trains.
2: Mm, absolutely. Sure.
1: On the on the freight issue, um, is is freight a potential f- success story from this episode? I mean, I understand in certain areas, you know, um, productivity will decline because you know manufacturing has ceased in some in some quarters. But also with less passenger traffic on the railway, there's more paths available. And is is this a chance for freight to really you know, show yeah. its worth and you know, remind people that? Is you know, a really valuable um, element of the railway, and, and something we know after this crisis is over that we should be looking to increase, especially as we think about climate change and elements like that.
2: Well, I, I think basically that's true uh, for both freight and passenger. Uh, we uh, rail is, <laughs> is definitely uh, the most environmentally friendly uh, mode of transport. Um, does this crisis will uh, bring benefits to the to the railways that's a little bit difficult to um to to say today what is interesting to 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 notice is that anyway um for for the freight traffic uh, uh, classically um uh, freight transport is used for uh, massive transport of uh, chemicals and uh, uh, and um Petrol and uh, what, what you need for heating—things that are absolutely uh, mandatory if you want to continue activity. So, in this uh, in this respect, uh, freight has been resilient. So the traffic didn't stop, and uh, it has been uh, quite efficient in uh, in transporting goods. So, I think that's uh, that's a positive prospect. For the future, uh, what we can expect uh, from this crisis, uh, but uh, it's in the medium term, is uh, certainly some relocalization of uh, industry. And uh, relocalizing industry uh, will mean that it will be more interesting to have uh, freight train uh, within European countries. Uh, well, if you take the example of uh, of Germany, basically uh, that have a very uh, dense industrial sector, uh, they have also a quite strong uh, sector. So, if uh, there is the same movement of, of a movement of uh, industrial relocation re- re- um, uh, in the rest of Europe, that could be good for 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 the freight sector indeed. And another idea, perhaps, but uh, because uh, as you perhaps know, we are releasing a study on the big corridors between Asia and, and Europe, that's a little bit the same thing. As, as Mark said, uh, red is a network, meaning that uh, when you are... Um, building those railroad corridors uh, between all those countries between Asia and Europe and also in in the Middle East, that means that you increase the possibility uh, to have local industrial clusters. And as it should be the tendency that uh, the the industrial clusters will be more and more uh, local, well, we could hope that uh, freight has indeed, uh, uh, freight by rail uh, has indeed bright future. But, basically, uh, I I would insist that uh, it's a sanitary crisis. So, uh, from my point of view, it doesn't really change uh, the reality of what uh, transports are. And the reality is that if you want to uh, have a priority on reducing uh, carbon emissions, you need to have more rail or more public transport. That's a little bit the same issue.
1: With with that in mind, I mean talk about supporting operations and you know, passenger numbers have, have mm. dropped significantly and, and and governments in certain countries are you know, stepping in to sort of fill the gap there. Do you feel that rail in general has you know, received its fair share of support? Especially if we're thinking about other well, sectors such as aviation, which were you know, rec- requesting large mm. bailouts and wh- where they are, you know, a, a heavy contributor to
2: emissions and, and global warming well uh i i think that indeed, uh, we need as a sector uh, shall continue to uh, to request uh, level playing field and, and, and to request more uh interest from uh, from the different government and well, in, from uh, from commission uh in order to uh, have more capacity i think that basically uh, uh, once again, it's a, it's a sanitary crisis. It doesn't uh, change the fact that we need uh, to uh, think in terms of uh, model shift uh, to a less emitting modes. So, uh, we, I, I think, uh, politically speaking, uh, it will be necessary to continue to invest in mobilizing more uh, capacity for rail uh, and uh, all. It's quite obvious that uh, our members uh, have been very struck by uh, by this crisis, uh, due to the fact, well, for example, uh, SNCF. I think that the traffic is 15% of what uh, what it was um, before before the crisis so we we need to recover fast and i hope that what we are doing uh, uh, within uic with this task force will help to uh, have the good uh, procedure to uh, resume rapidly uh, services and that uh, we will come back to uh to normal normal being that we need uh more investment uh, if i may that that's a, perhaps a little bit um Um, provocative to say that but uh, uh, when you um, in the city those days and in particular in Paris there is uh, no more cars in the street and that's really uh, well despite there is this this crisis uh, you really realize uh, at what point uh, traffic is annoying the pollution has decreased sharply uh, there is uh, less uh, less less noise and um, I don't know perhaps uh, it would also uh, be a way for our citizen to understand that there is ways to uh, uh, Commute and to and to travel, perhaps uh, traveling a little bit less. Uh, we are all experiencing uh, those uh, teleworking procedures. Sure. Uh, so perhaps uh, tomorrow morning we will have more teleworking, and then uh, more uh, willingness uh, to uh, to to evolve uh, into a society where uh, there is less carbon emission in transport. And that, at the end of the day, should be good for our railways. Absolutely.
1: So are there any, you know, maybe just to to round it all off, but any lessons do you think though, that we can learn from this pandemic, particularly that can help reduce the impact of similar disruptions in the future? I mean, this is this has happened now, but there's you no know, potential for a similar event to happen again in the future, and and even for this crisis to continue and you know, come back next year potentially.
2: Well. Uh that's perhaps a question uh, not really to ask to to, 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 to railways people uh, once again it's a sanitary crisis and I don't really want to argue but uh, what we can see that uh, depending of of the strategies the different countries have implemented uh, the results are quite different so we can see there is a, there there was good strategy and less and good strategy but w- what we can say from uh, from the railways point of view and uh, that's what from my point of view this uh, task force showed is, is that that we uh, we have adapted to, to those measures for example if you if you China, Uh, they are resuming uh, traffic, so they are able to cope with the the obligation to uh, uh, have masks in the station, uh, to have uh, some new ways of entering into the stations. Uh, So it shows that uh, the system, uh, though it is an open system, is able to... um, with those constraints for limiting the the, the pandemic, I, I don't know if you want to complement, uh, Mark.
3: Yeah, yes, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, of of course, at the end of this pandemic, we will uh, uh, will produce a document concerning that. Uh, what are what are the, the practices which which were implemented in, uh, in 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 our members, and of course. Uh, as uh, François said, uh, in the stations, in the trains, in the operation, everywhere in the in the rail sector, there, there will be impacts uh, on, uh, on how how to uh, uh, to organize a station, how to organize uh, um, uh, how to sell tickets uh, in stations. Uh, there are a lot of details uh, w- which uh, w- which will be impacted. In the stations in the trends and in the operation uh, at the end and which will remain after that uh, permanently in the well sector
1: thank you again to my guests francois Daven and Marc gigan i hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you did please do leave us a review And if you would like to hear more from us, then check out RTNS editor, Bill Wilson's discussion with John Gallagher from Sound Transit in Seattle about the operator's response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Also keep an eye out for upcoming episodes in this series on the rail industry's response to COVID-19. And as always, for all the latest railway industry news, comment, features and analysis, visit railjournal.com or check out IRJ Magazine. Until next time, I'm Kevin Smith, And this is Rail Group On Air. I will see you down the line.